cliffcentral.com. Hey everybody, you are on the Futurology Show. Welcome, it's B2, Brett Lindsay in the driving seat today. B1 is frantically doing a whole bunch of other crazy stuff that doesn't require him to be here. So, I hope you're listening. And uh, I'm not alone. I have our impact player, Mr. Michael Cowan, who's joining us again. Thanks. Hi. Good, man. Thanks for coming through. No, it's always a pleasure. Love to be here. So, we'll get into who you are, what you do, uh, but uh, on your last... Uh, visit, we established that you are a, not just our impact player here on the Futurology Show, but you are a social impact solutionist. Yeah. And general all-round good advertiser. Yeah, I think I need to update my LinkedIn profile to say exactly that. You All right. Summed, summed it up fantastically. Thanks, Brett. Fantastic. So if you are wondering what a social impact solution is or what a good advertiser is, Mike will be elaborating a little bit more on that. Today, we are going to be discussing the future of change, all things that are present and coming soon, and more importantly, how it impacts our social environment in the future. So things like transport, AI, uh, jobs, some of the jobs yeah. that are coming not, haven't even been invented yet. Yeah, scary stuff. Yep. And with reference to things that are happening today, so all of the Trumpisms and uh, <laughs> the other political things that are happening without getting too political, but focusing on future and tech and how it's all, all evolving. So I do have an app of the day. Uh, B2, B1 is not here, so... Uh, it's up to me to do it. I've been using this app for a while. It's not a new app. It's an app called 3030, 30-30. And it's a designed to have a list of tasks. So you can put in as many tasks as you want throughout your day. They can be generic. So I, I basically try to get to two meetings and do three tasks every day. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, it's, it's a good guide for now. Most of the time I end up turning the app off, to be honest, and running around like crazy. But yep. it's a good start. I think if, if anybody has a problem planning their time, 3030 is that thing that helps you at least – Assign some time to eat. If your day is like mine, you, you need something to remind you of that. So you, 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 to stop procrastination, you need a to-do list which you procrastinate about. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that's pretty much it. ADHD is a strong force to, to push against. But uh, as long as you can sort of funnel it or focus it into an intentional purpose, I think it's good. So 3030, check it out. Um, it has it has helped for, for the most part. Um, the nice thing is if you don't get to – if you get to the end of your 30 minutes and you haven't finished your task, there's a plus five button. So you can add five minutes. Oh, is that so, like the Pomodoro technique? Kind of, yes. Okay. If you haven't seen it, I'm not entirely familiar with Pomodoro, but… Uh, you, you break work down into 25-minute chunks, and yes. you're not allowed to be disturbed. No one's allowed to talk to you, and you just get stuff done. So that's the idea. I'll, I'm showing Mike at the moment, but I've got my get coffee. I've got yes. the meeting. Then you can actually schedule on break. So you actually sort of work for the break. Yes, Work absolutely. for the weekend, and I think with a millennial sort of productivity mindset it's it's nice to know that there is that light at the end of this droll tunnel yeah uh, you know those are such cool solutions i've actually just got my son he, he's 12 now yes homework is a nightmare yes. because there's always a fight in the house here's the app boy you've yes. got 15 minutes don't talk to me do it and it makes time a lot more tangible i think there's a lot of this there's a misunderstanding yeah. with time especially these days everybody thinks oh i'll get to it tomorrow i'll do yeah, something absolutely so trying 100%. to actually quantify time in a visual medium is very useful. So that's 3030. If you haven't gotten your phone, grab it. And uh, Mike, we will be talking about a number of things today. We've got uh, t on this day, we'll, we'll get to some of the great things that happened yeah. on this day. Uh, one question. Do you like, do you like movies? I do. I do. Not as much as I used to, um, but I do like good movies. Are you a multi-screen person? Do you watch a lot of multi-screen things? No, actually, I've, I've become less of a screen person. I don't okay. watch TV anymore. I just have my computer. All right. Um, so I've become less of a screen. So it's exactly your 30-30 principle. Yes. Yeah. Become a bit more focused. Okay. Um, and, and I watch less, but make sure it's better. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
if you do like watching movies and you do come around to watching movies, uh, an interesting thing today, in 1893, Thomas Edison completed the world's first movie studio in West Orange, New Jersey. So in 1893, Thomas Edison, yeah. the guy that we thought just made the light bulb, actually created the That's first right. movie studio. A couple of decades later, in 1920, and I've got it here, 1929, was the Broadway Melody, which is directed by Henry Bromont. Yeah. It was the first film with sound that won an Oscar. In 1930. So it, it took them about 37 years or so to get there. But we can see how things that were done decades ago have such a massive change and impact yeah. on things that happen future, further on. And today, I mean, we don't even need to get into a cinema to go and watch these things. No, but we the don't. studio content creation is key. No, absolutely. And that 37 years is probably the equivalent of 37 seconds today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, the, the rate of change. And again, yeah. that's what we're talking about. It's not just the future of change, but I absolutely. think the, the – the Moore's Law escalation rate of change is something that we need to consider. I, I thought that had been broken. I thought Moore's Law. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Moore's got a whole new law. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've got a, I've got a, another thing that I want to shout out about. And not just to get all of it done in the first five minutes of our show, but, uh, trumpdonald.org. If uh, the, the, the saying is, why Donald Trump when you can Trump Donald? And yes. it's, it's really fun. So. It sounds a little bit like this, where you literally get to take a trumpet. And blow the funny hair off of Donald Trump. So if it makes you feel better, it's something you can do all day and just keep going. It's quite quite it, a quite a stress relieving thing. Yeah. It doesn't need to have a huge impact. I was gonna say great toilet humor. Yes. You, you know, you got that five minute gap. Great, great, great entertainment. <laughs> Fantastic. So if you haven't checked it already, trumpdonald.org, just as a matter of analytics, because yeah. there's always data attached to these things. Yep. Um four hundred and seventy three million five hundred and twenty eight thousand seven hundred and eighty eight Trumps. Eighty nine Trumps. And oh. that's what's happening. So people will find the most mundane thing to to hook into. And I truly believe as a philosopher, and I'm really glad to have a person that focuses on social media impact. Some of these mundane things have such a big and profound impact on things that we do in the future. Totally. Absolutely. So what are you finding in the world of social media? And let's get straight into the thing. There's a lot of tech happening. There's a lot of things. But the future of change in all these different sectors is something to discuss. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I'd like to think of it in a bit of a different way. And, and we, we have a, a philosophy um, yeah. that, oh, that's that great. business is about a bicycle. Yes. And, you know, on, on the one side, you've got to make profit. And, and the one pedal is for profit. And the other side is, is you've got to give back to a community. Because uh, I think it was Nelson Mandela that said, you know, you cannot be sustainable uh, in an unsustainable community. Yes. And, and, you know, we talk about uh, airtime or selling airtime or selling whatever it is. And if your community actually does not have money, there's no point in trying to sell to that community. So, so we have this, this principle and, and it's, it's not so much of a social impact, um, uh, philosophy, but rather just common sense philosophy. Yes. You know, how do we contribute to our environment so that we're, we're, we're doing what is right for our environment, growing our environment, because we also do understand that everything is an ecosystem and sure. everything has an impact. And, you, you know, you talk about the little things. It's actually the little things that have the very, very big impact. So when we look at, at, at this world of, of, of um, social impact and going forward, it comes back down to, to, to the critical things that are evolving and changing business today. What is the data? How, how do we use that data to transform what is happening in the real, on the ground in real time? How do we understand human beings so we can solve their problems in a better way? Sure. Um, because we have specific uh, behavior traits. You, you know, one of the funniest things as a marketer yeah. 
we have this fantastic concept called LSM and we have our fantastic segmentation. Lifestyle standards measure. Absolutely. Yeah. But the simple truth is, you know, we may all fit into one of those categories. Mm. But we suddenly go into a, a social situation or, or a buying situation. We all think about things fundamentally differently. Some yeah. of us are introverts. Some of us are extroverts. Some of us are extremely anxious. Some of us are very image conscious. Yes. Um, and, and it's really how do we use these tools to, to, to create positive change and impact going forward into the, in, in, in the world that we live? Exactly. And I think there's a lot of that that the ramifications of actions are not often considered when, yes, when coming absolutely. up with a with a great solution, I think with the disruptive nature of technology these days, everybody's totally. like, "Let's make the cool thing, let's disrupt everybody." But there's disruption for now, and there's that sustainable. Absolutely, and there's disruption, and there's disruption. You know, yes. Uber was cool. Dig Uber, Still best is. friend, yeah. absolutely. But it disrupted the taxi industry. Beyond that, how much disruption did it truly create in our lives? It changed our lives for yes. the better. But the truth is, how much we could always catch a taxi. Yes. The truth is, how much did it add a value to life? But how much did it truly disrupt our lives? Yeah, I find a lot of the disruptive things are more after some sort of profitable outcome that sticks a wedge in current marketplace. Uh, uh, absolutely, infrastructure. So, uh, uh, absolutely. Um, Social responsibility then on the back of that. So yeah. I, I want to get into this idea of humanity. I think one of the interesting quotes that I've, or posts that I've got in my head at the moment, I think Brett Sinclair posted a thing that said, yes. uh, business to business is great and business to con yes. consumers is great, but it's actually human, human to human. Yes, I saw that this morning. Yes. And yeah. I was like, that's actually quite a thought-provoking thing because we're talking about Absolutely. AI. We're talking about disruption, but we don't often consider the human cost behind a lot of this. Absolutely. It's a double-edged sword though. Right, because you know what? Change is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. Yes. And I, I think the question is not so much. And in fact, we were discussing it earlier in, in, in a meeting we, I had. And it's, it's, it, it's our ability to think differently. It's our ability to have an adaptive thought process that allows us to succeed when we're on the wrong side of change. Because that creates the opportunity. And, 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 you know, you look at the future of work. It's a big issue. Yeah. And, and I don't think people have truly picked up on this, this concept of the future of work. Anything that we can pretty much, that's predictable, we can automate. Yes. Uh, it, it's as simple as that. Uh, the more complex the problem, you know, for example, the ability to clean my house is not easy to automate. The yes. ability to automate my financial accounts that an auditing practice needs to do on a day-to-day -day basis, and these are billion-dollar industries, is easier than cleaning my house. Yes. That's the reality. But I think when we look at the social impact of this, whilst there are always human problems, yes. we will always have the opportunity to do some incredibly great work, and people will always find stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, that's the, the thing about humans is that we're resourceful, we're ambitious. Yeah. Because we have the need to eat, we Absolutely. have the need to make sure we get food. In Absolutely. order to have food, we need money. There's, there's, this, there's, there's a process of things. There's an order of things. Absolutely. Um, and that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs and stuff. I think when we start playing with uh, things like AI, we yes. start removing the fundamentals of human need and existence. Yeah. And I think that's where that predictability starts to play in. Yes. What we're not predicting, what a lot of people aren't predicting is the… That social responsibility side of it, and you mentioned it that humans are often the the victim of of change. Yes, absolutely. Um, and very very seldom is the combined forces of humanity actually the the catalyst for change. It's it's very it comes from a few. There is a few yeah. few people that'll say, right, I see the need. Let's create the, the area of fulfillment. Yes. Um, 
I'm not having. I'm, I'm going to share thoughts. I think let's let's open up to conversation. Okay. But we've spoken about uh, how predictable things can be automated, and therefore uh, jobs, the sort of fundamental mundane jobs that we've got today, are threatened. Yes. Do you, have you had any time thinking about the potential jobs of the future? Um, you, you know, it's hard to predict. Yes. Um, and well, we're not. Gonna, no one's going to judge us for what we say no, about ab- the future. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> Hindsight is so far away. It's from the so future. easy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm fascinated by the future, and I'm fascinated by the technologies that are going to shift. And I, I, I think, perhaps to answer the question, I, I think there are a couple of things that are going to fundamentally redefine it, and yes. and it is technology driven. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. And I think the first and most fundamental is the blockchain. Yes. Um, because I do think what, what the blockchain brings is, is this, uh, transfer of value. And if you look at the fundamental challenges that we face today, it's not technology changes. It's actually, um, it's, it's a money challenge. How, the velocity of money, which is really, how do I pay you for something? It's, it's the ability to transfer value between goods. And I think yes. that's going to have a massive impact. And I see, uh, EPSA is part of the R3 consortium. Yep. And, um, you know, the, these guys are working Tell on blockchain. Tell us more about that. The R3 consortium is, is, a, is a consortium that has been put together by bankers, um, because they understand that the blockchain can simplify the ability to, to transfer value. So suddenly I don't have to go through multiple processes to transfer money over m- many days. It can yes. be done a lot quicker. But what this does mean is the impact within the banking environment. Because, you know, when we look at blockchains, you have public blockchains and you have these private blockchains yeah. and these banks are working on these private blockchains. And what that means is it's going to actually get rid of a whole lot of jobs on the back end of, of, of the banking environment mm. that manages the transactions. So how much of the banking staff are actually going to lose their jobs because of blockchain? Because it simplifies, it streamlines and it makes it more efficient. It's, it's what happened to the horse and the cart with exactly. the car. It's exactly. as simple as that. Exactly. It's a reality. So the, the blockchain and the implications and, and it's evolving dramatically in terms of, 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 um, its availability and its accessibility. You know, you've, you've got, um, uh, Lithium, which is, which is an open blockchain, yes. you know, and you can build apps, you know, what they call distributed applications on top of the yep. blockchain. And, and, and the impacts are going to be hugely profound. They, they, they really are. Um, and, and if any CIO out there or CTO is, is sitting in a, in a big office with a, with a big, big business behind them and they're not thinking about the impact of blockchain in their business. They need the, to start thinking about it. Yeah. They're out of business in five years yeah. because something's going to happen. It might not happen in their organization, mm. but there's going to be a left field impact on that on that. So I think first one technology is is blockchain. The second yeah. is the AI. Yes. And and I mean just to put this in a context, Google is an AI machine. Yes. That's all it is. You know, every time I put a search but into you're it, putting it into context because their search yeah. is about context. Exactly. Contextually exactly. relevant information. Exactly. But what is Google going to do with all of that data afterwards? And if we look at this world of big data. Do you think there is an afterwards? No, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like a knife. You can yes. use it to cut or to, 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 or, or to heal. Uh, you know, there's, there's two sides yes. to this. But, you know, if we look at the world of big data, big data is, is a very, um, ethereal concept. Mm. But if we, if we take the ability to process big data around a very specific problem and an outcome, and you link it to psychographics, how I think my personality traits, coming back to our segment, 
segmentation modeling yeah. down to my ability to do um, performance marketing based on, on cookies and, and um, you know, real-time targeting on, on Facebook, Google, even Amazon's getting into this game. Yeah. You, you know, oh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. So, services are everywhere these days. Uh, absolutely. But it's all driven by AI. And, yes. and, it's, and, and I mean, the technology that we use for data now is I don't need a, an actuary. Yes. It's it's like 1995. I had an Oku could build a three three page website. Yeah. It cost a hundred thousand rand. Now it costs uh, two grand on on a WordPress front end. Yeah. With a whole lot of plugins. Data is becoming the same as that. Algorithms yeah. are becoming plugins in 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 this world. You know, it's changed. So, change is inevitable. Absolutely. I think everybody sort of has come to terms with the fact that change is the only thing that's not going anywhere. I think the speed at which change happens is the yeah. thing that a lot of people struggle to come to grips with. Uh, you mentioned that predictable tasks are going to be replaced and predictable jobs yes. are going to be replaced. I think what is causing this as well is just the daunting size of the task at hand. One person cannot actually do one predictable task repeatedly. Yes. Indefinitely. Absolutely. And that's where AI is actually starting to not just replace, but absolutely enhance. Yeah. The job is replacing. Uh, absolutely. And so we we often get asked we've got people that said well i've collected all this data now what i've got yes. big data um and it's not so much about collecting data it's no. about once you've collected it you now have to do something it's not the the idea of if you build it we will come or yeah, everybody absolutely. understands this this idea of interpretation is key mm. and ai is playing a, an amazing role at speeding up that process of interpreting big data yes which allows us to have better information and allows us to be more proactive with the decisions absolutely on the back of that so my question then is do you think humanity or society is actually ready to make decisions at the same speed <laughs> we don't have a choice <laughs> that's the thing so yeah, yeah, yeah. we kind of already are the, the the tail is already wagging the dog no absolutely and, and i mean let me give you an example and i i, I don't know if uh, I, I did share it, share it with b1 i don't know if you saw it it was how trump actually won the election and it was driven off big data and psychographic yeah. information you, you no, no. Uh, look, uh, don't kid yourself. The reality of what's behind Facebook is absolutely frightening. Yes. But the ability for us to, um, and and it doesn't it, does, it doesn't include Facebook, but we can go and gather the data that we need to. There's there's enough third party data that's available. Yes. We can get access to all open social media data. We can get access to all uh, open web data. This yes. stuff is all freely available. It's what Google does every day. Um, and when you start understanding the psychographic models linked to this data, you can start um, delivering messages down to those micro moments, what Google calls those micro moments, yes. right at that right point in time. And and this is really the whole holy grail for most marketers and, and in fact, for most businesses, let's yes. be honest. Um, the, the, the capacity is really there. The ability to do it is really there. It's, it's, it's still sitting in the early days. So I, I don't think we have a choice. We, we have to become adept at this. And, and you, you know what the challenge is? And the best way to sum this up is it's like I've smoked for 30 years. Yes. Now I've got to give up smoking. I've but you also have to run a marathon next week. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the first part is I've got to break the habit yes. of how I've done it for 30 years. Yes. And, and, and that's the big challenge, I think. And that's where the problem is going to be. So going cold turkey yes. uh, is, is going to be the – yeah. how many people shiver out of, out no, of it? Absolutely, 100%. So just an interesting thing. We're talking AI like it's happening – it is happening all over. Yes. Everybody's got an initiative of some sort. Um, 
An interesting thing that's going to happen is that Apple are joining Amazon, Facebook, Google, IBM, and Microsoft in a combined yes. partnership AI initiative. Their first meeting is set to take place on Friday. Yeah. So if you're ever worried about this AI thing being this thing of the future, oh, it's just around the corner. It's no. not going to affect me. No. It's coming, guys. Get get down to it. And B1 has arrived. Hey. Hey. Is it B in the house? You're in yeah. mic four today. Can I come sit on this side? Yes, you may. Hello, Brett. Hello, yeah. Yeah. Talking about things we couldn't have predicted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the, there's no algorithm that's going to determine whether B1 is actually going to arrive. <laughs> well, you mentioned my name. I heard you. I was listening on the, in the car, and you said to B1, I was telling B1 about the... Yeah. Yep, so I thought I'd come. The statistical probability of randomness. I think yeah, is absolutely. What we could have gone with, with you. Actually, B1's pretty predictable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you didn't see this coming. No, no. I That's what I said yeah. to your wife. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come on now. And there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So, is it, is it time yet, guys? Can yeah. I leave? <laughs> So. That's what I said to your wife. Oh, come uh, on. And you're off. Okay. Are we, are we on air or is this a. It's, am, am I on a prank call? This yeah. is the dry run. <laughs> so dry so run. B1, B1's mic's off until further notice. Um, so, again, I think. I don't want to harp on Trump. I think it's yet to be determined whether he's doing a good or a bad job at the moment. It's just a bit scary. Um, one of his things is TechCrunch released an article. Um, towards the end of last week and it said the future of american jobs lies with the tech industry mm. now be that as it may i think that's hugely true but look at the tech industry within america you've got silicon valley yeah. which is predominantly run by uh immigrants coming into the country so this 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 idea of there being as clay shirky puts it a cognitive surplus within the world mm. there's there's so much rich intellect available and they found a point together and that's silicon valley so you have all these people coming from yeah. india mumbai australia sweden wherever it may be and they've descended upon silicon valley to make it this tech central point of the world yeah um so yes there might be american jobs potential there but started by an immigrant intellect force can i jump in there for a second as well most of the co-founders of all of American. these starters are not American yes, either. So it's not like they just, because mm. there was a discussion that actually came up the other day is they were saying, um, Silicon Valley is creating jobs, but they're not creating jobs for Americans. That was what they said. And the guy that I can't remember what it was on. I mean, you know what our worlds are like. We read everywhere, but the guy that he was talking to or the debate that was going on, it might have even been a Ted. He was saying he might not, they might not be creating direct jobs for, for Americans, but there's two things you need to consider. One, most of those founders are not Americans, as it is. I mean, mm. I was watching the Shark Tank, the guy, Robert yes. Kreitcher, da, da, da. he's Croatian or Polish or something. Yep. And I mean, he's, he's created billions. Yeah. Elon but, Musk. Elon Musk. But our, our boy. Our but boy. the most important thing is that the products that they produce are causing consumption for Americans, which directly comes to spend that puts dollars back in the machine. Otherwise, Apple wouldn't be doing a billion dollars in apps. You know, I mean, Steve Jobs' father was Syrian. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Talking about all these things. So, Speaking of the Elon, whole freaking Elon country is actually uh, is immigrants. Let's yeah. be honest. There were there were Indians there, and then there were people. You know, so <laughs> so Indians are not people. Yeah. No, but I mean, like they just arrived and took it over. <laughs> Sounds like uh, the Aussies, the Brits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Elon Musk, for those of you who don't know, where have you been? Uh, he's PayPal, SpaceX, Tesla, and he was also invited as one of the tech advisors to Trump in his first week of, in office, um, and. 
that was just before the immigrant crisis happened and the the sign of the signing of the the wall commission being done <laughs> but a week later the tesla are in the news again yeah they are providing they have the power packs that they launched i think 2 years ago they now have enough uh, ability to supply the california grid for 15,000 homes for 4 hours so that's we, ridiculous we talk about getting so our own like solar panels and I can be off the grid for eight hours if there's a load shedding or a power failure of some sort. He can supply 15,000 homes for four hours using just his thing that he's putting back into the grid. And we want to make America great again. But I think using Americans to do it, maybe not the greatest idea. Mm. It's great for the people on the ground that will get a paycheck. But coming back to your earlier comment, how predictable are the jobs that Americans are going to get based on Donald Trump's regime of – Let's make it great again. Yeah. So talk about a sector being disrupted. A whole country's about a, to get disrupted. A whole country's been disrupted. But I, th- I think what's what's actually scary about that example, this was hoo-ha, what, two years ago? And and, and the, the scale that he's achieved in two years is mind-blowing. We're talking Elon Musk and his Elon Musk, also. yeah. And, and, the, and that's, that, that's the big challenge is how quickly can you scale to create these solutions that need to happen? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's just absolutely mind-blowing. Well, I, yeah, it's I was listening to what you guys were talking about earlier with the banks and blockchain and R3 and that. Yeah. And I think it was actually B3 that mentioned oh, about… Uh, Brent Sinclair, B3. Um, H2H. Yes. You posted something on LinkedIn. Yes. So we mentioned yeah. that this morning. Yeah. yeah. But I actually wanted to carry on on that because it's someone I think posted within that. So for everyone that's listening that didn't read the same article because we, we obviously all read the I same stuff. I should just tweet it. H2H H2 is human to human. Yeah. And they're saying there's no more B2B, business to business, and B2C, business to consumer. It's human to human. I actually got cheeky and said, what about bot to bot? Because yeah, I mean, that's like that kind of where we're yeah. all going. But the thing that everyone keeps, keeps forgetting, I think someone actually wrote that down in that post, is whether you're business to business or business to consumer, it's always been human to human. There's yeah. nothing new there. It's businesses new. are run by people at the moment, yeah. now, kind of currently, um, and consumers are people. Absolutely. So is this H2H thing just another marketing ploy that we're looking at? Is there actually relevance in it? I, I, I think there is, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I mean, when I started uh, as a marketer, um, what was it, 25, 30-odd years ago, you know, I, I didn't have an email address, and, and all we had was TV, radio, and print. And what what has happened? Jeez, that's a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I was in that same world. <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and now now we're on a future a future tech show. You know, it's like quite scary uh, how th- how things have evolved. Uh, you know, um, but uh, you know, there was a day when we were selling products. You know, certainly you go back to the 1970s. Marketing was about products. Yep. And and the focus was on products because that was all. You know, it's, it was Coke, McDonald's, and and GM and whatever it else. But today, you know, supply well exceeds demand, and the only thing that you really have to fundamentally differentiate your brand is the quality of experience that you're creating for those consumers. At the end of the day, you know, they're looking for ongoing value, real time fulfillments, whatever it is. But it's the quality of experiences, and I think our understanding of what human to human means to us as business has become a lot more pronounced because it comes down to the quality of experiences that you're creating for these customers and it's what keeps them in the system for sure. so uh, we talk about things sorry yeah, right. yeah. but we're talking about things and obviously things need to be manufactured yes going back to trump's example of making america great again and providing jobs manufacturing was where a lot of those jobs were yeah the production line people, 100%, people yeah. with hands and brains and actually making predictable tasks happen uh if 
AI and these predictable tasks are starting to automate a lot of this manufacturing process, and he's going to bring manufacturing back in a 21st century type way. Yeah. How many people are actually going to be put into these manufacturing plants? Elon Musk has already revolutionized the way cars are made. Totally. Totally, absolutely, and and I think it also talks to our earlier point around the the your ability to think in an adaptable way, and and I, I, I'm not sure Trump really cares about jobs. You know, he he's, he's I don't he, think so. Yeah, he, he's just got the right message to get into power, so him and his cronies can rip off you know the system, yeah. you know that that, the, that his predecessors have done. So I, I don't think he really cares about that. And I mean, we've got the same problem here in South Africa. Mm. We keep talking about unemployment. Mm. And and how, how do we solve this problem? You know, and and it is how, it's not going to be. You know, one of the most used quotes is you know uh, Einstein says you know if you keep thinking, looking at the problem with the same thinking, it's not going to solve the problem. It's the definition of insanity. Yes. This is what our politicians are doing. They're not changing their thinking. They no. can't adapt their thought processes to look just two hours ahead of the future. Here, yes. I mean, the policies around job solving in in our politics is is just as bad as the Americans, and it's an issue because you look at this and say we can see where we're going how do we leapfrog our economy from what it is to where it possibly could be and we could bypass everything and become a world leader without too much hard work well we were talking about before the show started and yeah the world of politics doesn't really align very well with this idea of a collaborative world (laughs) doesn't it really doesn't to be able to have one person make a decision (laughs) and take all the flack i mean Donald Trump's in a lose-lose situation right now. He's one guy yeah. making a bunch of decisions when – and I'm going to mention it again, but Clay Shirky wrote the book Cognitive Surplus. Yes. This idea that everybody has the ability to collaborate in yeah. the world. So we can all share on a similar idea. And because we're all working at the same time on the same problem, the combined efforts are therefore so much more rewarding. The outcomes of it are so much more Absolutely. rewarding than any one person could do by themselves. Absolutely. So these politicians that are trying to – are defining, redefining, or actually putting into practice this definition of insanity um, without the advice of technos and uh, the world. Yeah. Or shutting the world out is, is not going to be a very conducive environment to live in. No, it's not. And I, 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 the, the possibilities of what comes out of it can be potentially quite scary. I, I truly believe that Skynet is coming. And that's the reason why we actually get onto the Wally ship and leave. And then 800, <laughs> 800, 800 years from now, all of our bones are disjointed. And we're drinking Slurpees out of a wheelchair. <laughs> you won't even have to drink it. They'll just have a tube going straight sure. in you. I, I've, I've got a thought on that, though. If we allow tech to let people actually have a voice. Yes. Now, I'm saying not this voting crap. I mean, what you mean like if we had social media or something? No, no, but not, no, but that's still, <laughs> that's not just, that's opinions. What I'm saying is that if governments, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about just the states. Yeah. If governments actually listened to what yeah. people wanted or said, as opposed to what they thought we wanted or said, yeah. then you'd probably find a lot of the problems in um, politics would actually go away. But the only way they can do that is to actually utilize tech. I mean, take Absolutely. what you do. I quite agree. Take some of the tools that you have, Mark, in your yeah. business. You know, and, and there's others out there that track sentiment, track opinion, track all these things. So we've got all these people, these data scientists that are yeah. actually sitting there. And we've talked about on the show millions of times. Data is the new gold. Data is the information. Data is the future. With all this data, surely someone could actually crush it, put a report on the guy's table that's actually legible or maybe in pictures for some other politicians and hear what we want. And and the text there, it's not like we're not talking about 5, 10, 15 years in the future. They could do that tomorrow. They could poll the populace tomorrow. They could. 
Absolutely. Or, 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 I mean, even if you just think about the American elections, if, if you had to create a blockchain election system that every single American voted and, and you scrapped the two party system. So you got a Bernie, you got a, uh, uh, Trump and you got a Hillary. You know, the outcome would have been fundamentally different. Sure. Completely that's a different, different. That's a different thought altogether. Yeah, but, you know, it's just a very simple example of how tech can fundamentally change things. So you're talking about predictable tasks being replaced by automated yeah. systems. Politics are essentially predictable. Yeah. When you, when, you take, when you take public sentiment and psychological factors and basically any sort of form will help us determine what the mass majority are thinking in some way. Yeah. It's basically just a bunch of polls interpreted well and following a yes no process of questioning we'll get to the end of a blockchain yeah. which will yield a result and it'll do it in 16 seconds well you could just watch the simpsons well you, yeah they predict the future better than anybody <laughs> yeah you could defining <laughs> the most self self-fulfilling prophecies no of all. but i bet i cut you off there but you're right there it is 16 seconds how long did this last campaign it was a year no i think it was 18 months 18 18 months yeah. and, and everyone was wrong yeah no, but that's but that's the scary everyone 53 percent or whatever yeah, it was were wrong but you know what we talk about big data you know why they were wrong why because they were tracking the wrong information but this is the point yeah. but they were tracking what they want and that's what brett's yeah. saying they're just taking all these high level polls and all this stuff and then they quantify it and their guys quantify it it's it's actually machine to human it's not human to human or bots to bots or bots to bots so we've all heard the saying if you can't amaze them with facts baffle them with bullshit yes that's basically what 18 months of the American election was about I actually couldn't watch it and you can't quantify bullshit really no you can't it's just called fake news these days yeah or alternative facts can we elaborate (laughs) can we elaborate on this fake news story because that now could actually go and kick against exactly what I was saying that we have the technology to be able to predict, manipulate, manage, yeah. etc. But this, I, I saw a post the other day that said the following sites have got fake news, and yes. they were like, "YourViral.com." Really? The name just didn't kind of give it away straight away that yeah. it wasn't CNN. Mind you, they've been accused of it as well. But the, the the thing with the fake news, and this is where the problem comes in, and I think I've been guilty of it. We probably all have. Is that click and share before read? Yeah, it's it's yeah. They it, click you bait. see the headline; it's like Absolutely. man shot by thirteen stingrays yeah. and survived. Oh shit! Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> you can see the formula coming. But you know, we talk about technology, and I, I, and and my biggest problem with this whole fake news story is, you know, it's people first, technology second. And when we look at the future of work, when we look at what technology is going to change for us, it's actually about people. Yes. Technology is just the enabler. And when we look at the fake news thing, the, the fundamental issue I have is people have learned to stop thinking. You know, yeah. just a critical thought process. And the question, could this possibly be fake? Yeah. Let me Google that for you. Yeah, let me Google it for you. <laughs> Absolutely. That, but that's, that is our biggest problem. Huh? Yeah. We were talking about the, the, the English exam the other day. When you have to write English exams and when you, you know, when you're <laughs> yes. applying for visas and that kind of stuff. And the guy was, but we're English. I said, yeah, that's not the problem. The problem is, is when you try and write English yeah. and you don't have spell check there to check yes. the word commiserate. You know, it sounds good. You know what it means. You want to impress the person that's marking it. But if you spell it wrong, 
you're going to lose. No, you know? absolutely. You don't have Grammarly at your fingertips at that point. Oh. But this, yeah, yeah, you I see, he started it. using Grammarly. Oh. So we, look, a squirrel. But let's talk about <laughs> that though. Hashtag squirrels right. Okay, but this is a serious problem because in my days in school, probably Brett, yours, definitely Mike, we're the same age, similar age. Yeah. The point is, is that, um, you had, you got, you got penalized if you couldn't spell. No. Now exactly. you don't have to because as you hit the space bar, it autocorrects. Yeah, auto-correct. It doesn't even, so no one's learning anything. You know what? It was worse than that. I, I actually, I'm, I mean, I'm quite a door folk. I actually failed Afrikaans <laughs> in matric. I had to re- rewrite matric all over again. I, I failed. I, I think I, I've I got couldn't. a higher mark for Afrikaans than I just for no. English. And, and, and then my English isn't much better, as you've probably heard. Can you not like to speak the English? Not yet, John. No. Okay. You can do good. I'll throw you with a clip. <laughs> <do> good. <laughs> so, yeah. There's an app for that, I'm yes. sure. Oh, for sure. Um, but so standardized testing is kind of breaking the human condition, I think, and that's why a lot of predictable tasks are all people are actually able to achieve these days. But is it yeah. necessary, though? No, I. I yeah. So that's the question. question. In the it's day, a very good question. In the day and age of um, access to the world's collab- combined knowledge base. We used to, my maths teacher used to worry if we could do something on a calculator. Uh, we, or, we weren't allowed to use calculators. No, exactly, because it's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or yeah. if they gave you a, a, not a cheat sheet, but if they gave you like a formula sheet before doing a, a, a maths yeah, exam. Absolutely. Now, in the real world, I don't know. I'm going to go to Google. Or maybe if you've got, okay, Google, or you're going to, you've got yeah, Siri, you I just, I was just going to say, you just ask someone. Yeah. And if they, if you, if you want tech savvy, the guy next to you probably is. Yeah. But, because of it, we haven't. Society has placed less and less value on information because yeah. because we haven't had to really break our knuckles to try and get to anything useful because it's just there at our fingertips. We've placed less value in it, and therefore we've kind of allowed us to become intellectually stunted. You know, it's an interesting. I've got a mate. He, he's a bit of an oddball, and he's actually taken his kid out of school. And he says, "You know what? The schooling system is a load of horseshit. Seriously, it's yeah. cuck." Because they're doing, they're trying to teach people of the future using exactly. techniques of the past. Okay, so. and, and he's on Harvard doing AI now. That's okay, what he's so doing. I have to weigh in here because today's show is very loosely, I might add, based <laughs> the on future AI. Of cha- oh, the future yeah. of change. Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's my problem. Let's use Elon Musk as an example. Yeah. Now, it's, it's weird. B, B2, I'm sitting in your seat. Yeah. So I think I've got the philosopher hat on at the moment. <laughs> I'm kind of going into deep, dark, dismal thought. <laughs> or it's just fatigue. That's, that's but, just the emo side. Okay. So he, here's a thought. Okay, we're talking about Elon Musk earlier. We're talking yeah. about and your mate's idea of of being taught crap in school. I agree a hundred percent. When you tell my kid he can't use a tablet, okay, and I'm like, look around. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, I kind of agree. But this here, is planet here's, Earth. Yeah. here's a problem. If Elon Musk, I mean, we've seen him blow up spaceships. Okay? Yeah, he destroyed Facebook satellite a little while ago. Okay. <laughs> so let's go back to your your example earlier. California now signs a deal with Tesla. Tesla puts power grid in play over the whole region. California is where San Francisco is. San Francisco is the digital brains of the world. Arguably, but probably. Okay. Yeah. Tesla flicks, uh, Elon flicks the switch and boom, everything's gone. Okay. So our whole digital brain thing, AI engine is developers, We know the power of being able to flick a switch if something doesn't happen. So now we go, we go. The only people that are going to actually be able to do anything in this world are the three of us sitting in this room, our peers and people of our age and older. Because the kids today, they yep. can't. Oh, they look, can't. They no, Google they can't. it. A pencil and a piece of paper. But the, No, but this is the reality. Yeah. yeah I told, I've said on the show the other day, Kate said to me, when you were young, Dad, did you have color? 
And I'm like, what? Thank in you. the world? Well, <laughs> Not even on your TV. That's the thing, though, because he's seen old, correlated it to sepia and black and white. Yeah. I said, uh. well, obviously we had color, boy. Everything you see, grass is green. He said, no, no. He, he, he clarified. He said, but did you have color on your TV? I was like, dude, we didn't have TV. Yeah. That was the reality. You are old, bro. No, no. <laughs> but we didn't. We had the test pattern yeah. and then we had yeah. the flag yeah. going up and the and old Cray Vargan who's still on TV and yeah. the flag coming down. That was it. It was an hour a day. Listen to the stem three times in between. There we go. Yeah. So the point is, what happens? So we're building R three, we're building blockchain, we're putting everything into this yeah. algorithm, this AR, and then it all turns off. Uh, you, you know what it's and, and I th- we we alluded to the point earlier because you look at what's happening to America at the moment. There, yeah. there is this deep-seated unrest and anger. Anger is a keyword, and, and yeah, you, yeah. You, you don't know what's going to happen. You, you honestly don't. And and how do you honestly survive when all you? I mean, how do you build a relationship when all you have to do is swipe right, and and you get laid? Yeah, I, I mean, Boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, how do you actually Tinder talk to for someone? those people listening yeah. that don't know what we're talking about? <laughs> it's not here, I, yeah, no, I'm just thinking of guys like swipe right, I get laid. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, where do I go? Where do I sign up? It's called Tinder.com. Yeah, really. Tinder. No, Tinder's here. Is it here? Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't know. Yeah, but you're a good, happily married man, yeah. so you don't have to know. Yeah. But, I have to um, do a lot more than swipe right these days. Yeah. So. Yeah, you have to <laughs> yeah. beg, grovel, yeah. and buy gifts. And if I don't do it in the right order, I will get a swipe right in my face. Yeah. <laughs> See, That's, analog. Yeah. She still knows how so, to do yeah, it on a computer. The, the idea of, and I don't know if you saw Russell Kane and his, uh, what's it, smartphone dumb man. Or oh, stupid I love that man show. Have you no, seen that? Phone. I didn't see it. No. Stupid, stupid man smartphone. Phone. There's yeah, about eight episodes. Basically, it's, it's, it's like Survivor. Uh, Bear Grylls yes, in hostile yes, environments yeah. and he's got given tasks except it's Russell Kane. He's a comedian. He's yeah, actually very yeah. clever but he plays a bit of a dimwit in, in this. And he's got to try and solve every problem by use, asking his phone. So if, it's, if you can't get the information on his phone he's a social network. Can I just eat a, a tuna there or salmon that just jumped out of the, the thing? Will I get salmonella? And it's like, no, basically you can just eat this. Yeah. It. So how do I light a fire using uh, iron wool? Those kinds of yeah. things is what he's asking Google and he's asking uh, social forums about. Uh, for the most part, he's able to solve problems, but he's he's kind of <laughs> for he, most of the part. He needs to make sure his batteries <laughs> the best. Alive. Uh, MacGyver it, version two. Remember when we were <laughs> yeah, like he was clever though. MacGyver. Yeah, he was. When clever. we had to get to school, bushwhacking through the the, the, the high felt, and we wanted to know which direction we go. You just climb a tree. That's the type of thinking of humanity. Up, yep. yeah. Yeah, 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 climb a tree, find out the space, get to a high point, and know where you go. Yeah. These days, it's like, instead of looking up, we're looking down. Yeah. But there was something on that show that proves we've lost logic with what, what you're saying. The one episode they went to Scandinavia somewhere. Yeah. And he's, all he's got is a backpack and a smartphone. Yeah. And the guy that's taking him to the start point, because there's always a task. You've got to get from A to B, and you have to do something in between. So it's like, otherwise it wouldn't be yeah. TV. But the guy, they put subtitles up, but the guy was like, this guy's not going to make it out there. You know, he's like walking out into into Scandinavia in the snow. He's wearing like a t-shirt and a beanie or something, oh. you know. It doesn't help if you have five minutes to exist in like sub-freezing temperatures and you yeah. need more time than that to figure out what to do. And that's the problem with predictable thought or predictable tasks is that you still need to have some semblance of knowledge to know yeah. The idea of keep it simple, stupid, you need to know what it is to keep it simple. But now you've come back to the AR. So people, you've actually come full circle. But now we're talking life and death, though. Correct. <laughs> this is a problem. Yeah. How do you trust a machine? You, you, you know, I, I, I just just to take that point to a different angle, I, I was watching on Netflix last night. There's a, there's a program called Code. Okay. And I, it's a mathematician who goes and looks at the world, the universe, 
yes. through numbers. Yes. And understanding. His name's not Zuma. Huh? No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be in 1742. Um, but, and seven. And seven. Um, and three. But, um, you know, he, he was able to use the, the, the feedback to predict what was going to happen. So you could go and get a guy's fishing catch yes. and he would pre- be able to predict based on certain amount of points exactly what the biggest fish was. So, so this underlying principle is inherent in the system. Yeah. The critical question we need to be asking ourselves is the so what factor. Yeah. And, and forget the Woo-hoo. data. Forget <laughs> the data. What are the questions yeah. you need to be asking to get the right results so that you can drive what you need to do forward? Yeah. That's what it comes down yes. to. It comes down to the ability to think critically yeah. and use that data intelligence. Okay, so, so let me jump in there. We're not teaching our kids to think exactly. critically. No. And that's this why my mate took them out of school. But this is a serious yeah. problem. I look at my son. They're being taught that participation is as good as winning. Absolutely. No, not, oh, okay, Absolutely. don't even get me started on that. We're <laughs> and, all winners here. Sport. Have a, have, you, sport. Yeah. you have a trophy and you have a trophy. Okay, so this is a serious, serious problem that we have yeah, here. I quite agree. Because you know, I, we, we all, all parents think their kid is the most clever, best-looking, fantastic person yeah. in the world. Okay, that's fine. That's a given. Take that off the table. Yes. I'd like to think that my son has got a fair degree of intelligence amongst his peers. Yeah. But when I put him amongst his peers, they are wah, all wah, the wah. same. No, they're all yeah. the same. They're brilliant at uh, swapping up and clicking this and holding an yeah, APK and side-loading and all this wonderful stuff. But there's no ability to think logically Absolutely. and take a critical decision. Absolutely. And if you can't teach – now, my son and your kids, those are the guys that are going to be sitting yeah. in silicon building the AR – but they can't build it themselves because they can't think themselves. Uh, absolutely. And so they're the what ones happens, who are going to solve the human problems of tomorrow. But they can't. They this can't. is this is my big concern. Yeah, yeah. quite agree. We need to, I think the human, the way we are now, so we're saying how we're so brilliant and we can all solve problems because we come from a different age. And I think that perspective is what's key. The fact that we can bring a different perspective yeah. to an to to existing problem now. Um, what happens when all the problem solvers are gone? That'll never okay. be gone. You mentioned exactly. MacGyver. So that's, no, but that's, you mentioned MacGyver. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a pointer. I haven't seen the new series of MacGyver. I believe there is one. It. Okay, uh, so you've seen it. I couldn't I'm going to hazard a guess. I, I had that, good memories. I'm going to hazard a guess oh, darn, that he uses a smartphone or tablet or more computer peripherals in the new series. He's too young to have the knowledge he has. That's the thing that breaks my okay, brain. Okay, but At does he use Dean tech? Edison <laughs> look like he could figure something but, out. But does he use, does he use tech? Yes. Okay, so there's my point. Now, for all of yeah. you people that don't know the original MacGyver, this guy would be locked in a cell in like an Armenian yeah. army somewhere and he could take the dung out the wall and the, and the matting out of the mattress yeah. and blow up the wall or whatever it was. Whatever he did actually did work. They were real yeah, things. Absolutely. We're stuffed, man. We can't think like this. <laughs> so there's a, there's a difference between proactive problem solving and reactive problem solving. Yeah. And we talk about age of innovation and generally innovation is driven by necessity. Yes. So – if the human condition is always going to be affected by solutions that are brought about by necessity, so we have to wait for the problem to arise before we start thinking about a solution, how does that affect our growth? We were talking about how 30 seconds equates to what 30 years was 100 years ago. You know where I think the, the, the solution will lie? And, and it's, it's, it's quite a scary thought. It's going to lie in money. Yeah. What is the future of money? You know, we're becoming, I mean, we see what's happening. Is it who has the most money? No, it's, it's how money is created and, and to understand the economies and we're all driven by greed fundamentally when we look at all of these 
new applications, the innovations driven by greed. But when, when we look at, um, how, how the blockchain will evolve money, how the yeah. fractional reserve will, will get changed in a banking system, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but that for me is really where, the necessity is going to come out of, you know, mm-hmm. money was started as, as, as the ability to, inter- you know, to exchange value. But the underlying pre- premise of what money is, what it plays in our lives, the, the ro- role it plays in our economy is going to be a fundamental driver. I don't know what the answers yeah. are. I, I really don't. Yeah. But money is, is yeah. where money's going to change. It's going to change. And, it and who controls already, the money? Though, Absolutely. Promise, yeah. And who controls the money and how money is actually created and yeah. ultimately, and we talk about social value. You know, we go and create a solution in a community that's in the back end of somewhere. Mm. And instead of using money, we, we use a unit of exchange. Yep. That redefines money in that community. Now we go and create 20 local communities around South Africa. It's redefined how local communities exchange goods and services. Yeah. It, it changes how the banks role in that community exists. It changes interest rates. It yeah. changes how we solve the problems. And that's where, the, for me, is where the, the where you've got to watch the solution coming from. So we're calling all of these new things disruptive technologies, or the mm. things that are changing the conformity or the the, the norm of what we know as society. Um, and it's oh, disruptive technology. But I, I honestly believe that we're going through something bigger than just one disruptive sector or one disruptive thing. Yeah. It's a renaissance brought about uh, by yeah. by an overwhelming amount of information. And I think uh, that renaissance is going to impact pretty much. The, the power, the hierarchy of, of society in the world. And that's going to lead to things like disruptive forces in commerce, in banking. Yeah. It's going to lead to disruptive things in p- politics and how home affairs are dealt with. Yeah. Um, basically, because a lot of it is predictable. And it's brought about by need, necessity. Yes. And because the necessity is bigger in the mass populace than it is in the people of power, the tale is, at, you could say, for the last hundred years – the tail has been wagging the dog, and the tail is actually the infrastructure, the institutional yeah. politic of the world. Um, now, with combined collaborative efforts and social media connecting all of us to each other. And civil unrest. Civil, well, the thing is, we've, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, we've no, learned no. that we have a voice, and we've learned that when we actually yeah. stop engaging on a digital means, that we actually have power in numbers. Absolutely. You look at the disruptive forces, the actual disruptive forces of, of rallies and protests. Yeah. Not just trying to, uh, you know, anonymously hack someone actually rocking up and showing force and saying we are actually able to make a change yeah and the more that starts to happen the more this renaissance will will start to change the way banking's done so we're going to see a lot more stock mentality where people yeah. collaboratively uh fund their money together venture capitalists are already trumping how excuse the, the i was going to say we've got yeah, them yeah. back into but it <laughs> venture capital is already changing the way in which business starts yeah where Absolutely. banks aren't investing, so venture capital is. Absolutely. I mean, and there's even a VC fund around basic income. The VCs, are, is banking. The VCs are funding the banks these days sometimes. Yeah. You see, here's my problem, though. I agree with everything that you say, and we watch it on TV all the time. The problem that we have, unfortunately, though, is people getting behind the wrong cause or getting behind the cause for the wrong reason. Is that due to ignorance? or I don't know. And, and I, why I say that also, the bigger problem that we have is that generally as a society, we are more law-abiding now than we were 100 or 200 years ago for two simple reasons. We have deadly force. So you get out yeah. of hand, you the army smoked. deploys and yeah. they slaughter you. And it's 
very quick to see. It's not like a country fighting a country. No. It, you know, if you think of the French rebellions, they came there. They had one guillotine and a couple of <laughs> and a couple of uh, mace, uh, guns that they could shoot one shot at a time. Yeah. You had a good chance if you got all the farm workers to take out the thirty soldiers. You could do it. Now you've got a guy with a Gatling gun sitting on a helicopter that can mow you down in three seconds. That's been flown from some drone so elsewhere. So that causes yeah. a problem. That we you also d- have a virtual force that nobody can fight. Well, that's that's what I was getting to. No, but that's dun, what dun, I was dun, getting dun, to dun. is that the thing that's that we're seeing scary. on the streets, you, you talk about civil unrest. We're forgetting about the fact that you don't need civil unrest anymore. You just need a keyboard. So, yeah. Now I'm going to really change everything. <laughs> Civil unrest the top of the show. You, yeah. 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 Well, no, we can well, have unrest. <laughs> it had to be loose. I, I, this we haven't had a, a show, a futurology show. Where we've we've actually opened up a big can of worms and said, well, let's yeah. let's look at the, to this. And I think we're going to need more than one episode to do this. Uh, well, so Mike, you're coming back. Love to. Um, and one of the reasons why we're probably going to see more of people like Mike Cowan and B3 and uh, a bunch of other guest hosts is because. My co-host, B1, has, has an announcement to make. <laughs> so um, I'm not supporting the team. We're talking about the future of change. I something's am, yeah. about to change I'm, right a, I'm about to leave for Australia. I'm about to go to Sydney. Um, you know the, sh- the grass is only greener because there's more shit. Hey? <laughs> I've just had someone, <laughs> <like looking> <laughs> someone like look at the window a little bit of a change. So basically, staying in the industry, looking more at data and content. I mean, Mike, you yeah. and I have been chatting about it. Um, but I think what's quite exciting is... Hopefully, we can get this to work because of the internet, and you and I have had lots of remote shows before. Um, I'm wanting to Skype in, but I'm also going to want to try and get some Aussies to come and join us on air as well. I can just wait for the stuff to come through. But to have these discussions, because there's there's something that we're all forgetting is we are a global world. Yes. Yes. So we're sitting here with our problems and our daily challenges and our wants Mm. and needs and desires. I'm going to be sitting in a first world country. Where they have totally different needs and wants to decide. But I'm dying to see their tech involvement or advancements yeah. versus ours. So you know how we play on the cricket fields and the soccer fields and the rugby fields and everything else? I want to start playing on the tech field. So this is it's gonna be goodbye for now. Um but it's definitely I'm not going off air. You can't so shut me off that actually, quickly. You're actually flying next week. Yes. I don't think I'm going to make Wednesday's show because no. I arrive at 3.30 and knowing Mike, he's probably going to get me a cavity search or something <laughs> lined up on that side. I've got to return the favor after my Amsterdam trip that you organized. I get to say it one more time though. We're getting the finger because I'm not going to get to see the finger um, <laughs> before, from the before producer. You, before you say it. And I'm getting the finger at the airport. Hopefully not. <laughs> well, it's not my finger. That's uh, for sure. but, uh, yeah. So anyway… Uh, Thanks, Mike, for joining us. Yes, Mike, thanks uh, for joining look us. Look forward Great to having time. you again on the show. Um, if you'd like to follow Mike on uh, Twitter, it's at Michael underscore Cowan. That's right. And uh, at Fat Cat Brett, uh, B1, yep. and Still myself there. at Big Brave Brett. We're all on Twitter. We're all sharing our thoughts uh, unabatedly and uncensored, unscripted, and all over the place. I might not be on there next week, but I definitely will be the week after. For so. Sure. Until next time, well, no, we got the, the thought of the day, the, the, quickly. No, that's fine. We've got like, one minute and 47 seconds before we get a proper finger. Okay, before we get the middle <laughs> finger, not the wrap-up finger. But yeah, I think there's lots, to be discu- there's lots of discussion to have. Uh, the future of change is obviously the most inevitable thing. I think we, we can only but surmise as to what the future mm. can hold for us. But I think by looking at the past, looking at sort of this current state of things at the moment, the future doesn't look all that gray i think there's there's definite areas in which it could move mm. um and i think it's important that we have discussions like this and i think it's better that we have it in an open bubble or no yeah. bubble yeah 
And, that and, makes and, it cool. So yeah. encourage those of you that are listening, if you have thoughts, please bomb them through. We are on Twitter, hashtag Futurology. Um, find us, uh, all three of us, find us on Twitter, bomb up some, some thoughts. And yeah, let's get sharing, guys. Fantastic. So I have to adapt it. I have to say from 12,000 Ks away, until next time, keep your <laughs> screens clean and your knobs shiny. Cliffcentral.com.